Hurt takes the snap. He's back. He's going to run. He's in. Touchdown. Jalen Hurts. The Eagles are just devouring the Giants. And it is A.J. Brown again. Another touchdown. Welcome back to the Link lineup. Uh, this is going to be episode 28. Uh, we'll actually give this episode to uh, somebody that I have I had liked a lot uh, when I was younger. Um, a lot of knee injuries, but when he played, he seemed like he was always productive, at least as far as I remember. Uh, I want to give this to Karel uh, Buckalter, man. Uh, shout out to him. Um, but uh, as you can see, the day uh, it's just me. I'm recording this at 10 o'clock on Tuesday morning. And I uh, believe Bryce and Josh are back at work. My vacation still continues until Thursday. Um, and, you know, I decided to give them this one off. I know they they don't, they weren't having a good time. Um, but I feel like this episode is perfect for me uh, because I seem like to be the uh, more positive person when it comes to uh, losses, even though we've only lost two since uh, we've started this podcast. Um, but, you know, from, from past experiences with Bryce, uh, especially Bryce, uh, I can tell you I'm the more positive person. But, uh, shout out Bryce, love you to death. Um, you know that as well. But uh, you know, let's talk about, let's get right into it. Um, talk about my, our weekend first. Uh, so Friday, we, uh, um, our flight was at five, no, six in Atlanta. And uh, just got off of work on Thursday, came home. The goal was to go to bed at like four o'clock um, because we have a two and a half hour drive to Atlanta. Uh, didn't happen. I ended up going to bed at uh, 10, maybe, 9.30, uh, Woke up at one o'clock. Um, honestly, that was rough. That was really rough. Um, but luckily for me, uh, my fiance, Caitlin, drove from our place to Atlanta. We made it safely. Um, it was rough, though. It was definitely rough. But we uh, we made it. Um, got, to Philly, got to Philly around 8 o'clock. Luckily, our guy that we got the Airbnb from allowed a early check-in. So when we got there, we, we rested up. So uh, we spent four hours in the Philly airport. We went to the Airbnb, just rested that day. Uh, Josh came in on Friday. Um, caught up with him. Then Saturday came. Saturday we uh we were going to surprise Josh with the tour, uh, just because he hasn't he hadn't taken one. Um, but I kind of let it slip because I'm tired. And usually whenever I'm caught in a pickle, I can usually weasel my way out of it. Uh, I'm quick on my feet, but I was I was running on like two hours of sleep, so uh, there was no weaseling my way out of it. And um. So he knew, but Saturday Bryce came uh, right before the, uh, the tour started. Um, you know, we got there and, uh, it was Josh's first time being in the stadium. So he got to actually be on the field before he actually got to be on the stands. Um, so that's pretty cool to say, uh, to, you know, tell your friends um, that you did that. Um, but, uh, for those of you who have been to Philly, um, whether or have or have not been to Philly. And maybe you haven't been to a game. Uh, you know, ticket prices are crazy. Um, or maybe you've been to 
plenty of games. You just don't know about it. Uh, the tour is a year-round thing, and it is uh, it's definitely worth it. It's fifteen bucks. Um, so if you need like a a gift for a, a loved one, for 15, for fifteen bucks, they get to um, walk on the field. You don't have to walk on the grass. You get to walk on the turf on the sidelines. It it's it's still nice though. Um, you get to walk on the field. You stand around. You get to look around. You know, see how many seats there are. It's crazy. It's a crazy experience. Uh, my first time doing it, it was just. It, I took a long time to just soak it in. You get to walk in the press conference room. You know where they they talk after the games. So they go in there. And you, man, all these Eagles legends have sat in this this room. Um, and then you once you soak that all in that one that one that spot in particular I kind of you like man a lot of a lot of things happen in this room you kind of move on uh, then you get to the locker room you get to see all the everybody's lockers uh, sometimes depending on what time you go you can see what cleats people are wearing um, and you know it's cool. it's cool it's cool to see their outfits all lined up and ready for them and then uh. It's the Lombardi Trophy. Sorry. It's the Lombardi Trophy. Uh, take a picture with it. Um, then you walk out of the tunnel where the Eagles walk out of. And typically, they'll turn on the music and the lights for you. That way, you can kind of get the full-on experience. Uh, walk out of the tunnel, right through the tunnel where the Eagles come out of. And uh, that's pretty much the tour. But uh, you can take as long as you want. Uh, yeah, nobody's rushing you. Nobody's... You know, you don't have a, you don't really have like a guide, like a, like a, a singular guide to tell you when to go, where to go. Just take your time. And so for some people, it might be an hour and a half. For some other people who just speed run it, it might take 30 minutes. But it's definitely worth it. We went to the pro shop, got some cool uh, stuff. I know Bryce got a couple cool jackets. So Josh, I ended up getting the Nixer Young hoodie and the, uh, Eagles uh, chain, so pretty cool. And then on Sunday, uh, we woke up, went to the Green Legion tailgate at Xfinity Live, and we had a blast. That that was awesome. That was probably the highlight of my day, to be honest. Uh, I wish I wish I could say differently, um, but even if even if the Eagles did win, uh, I still think that like that that experience was awesome. Um, just to have so many Eagles fans around you and the, the the music was good. The food was good. The whole, the overall environment was awesome. Um, you know, there are some 49ers fans that came, um, to, to the tailgate and, um, you know, like they were cool too. Uh, you know, it was just, it was just fun. It was like a fun, like pregame and everybody just, they're having a good time and, at the end of the day, that's what's important is making sure you uh, you have a good time. We got a we got the flip off. A lot of uh, 49ers fans walking by, going to the stadium. A lot of fu's. Uh, it was just fun. It was fun, and uh, you know, then we went to the stadium, and for 90 minutes, we were like, "I'm ready to go." And then game started. First quarter went great, uh, and then from there, it just went downhill but uh this is probably gonna be a short short podcast i don't have anything pulled up uh stat wise uh, i could care less 
I just wanted to just talk about what what I saw and my opinions on it because I know there's a lot of opinions going on right now. And I like to be like not over the top positive, but I do like to be positive. And in the moment at the games, I'm not positive. Uh, if we lose, I'm the worst person to talk to. But you know, once it once it happens, you kind of let your you know you let the emotions kind of go through you. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I'm, I think more clear and, and I feel like that's where I'm at and I feel like it's what people need. So, uh, hopefully people listen to this and you're kind of on the same page I am. So <clears throat> as of now on social media, there is like, I mean, it's, it's, it's perfectly Philly, right? You got people who think it's the end of the world and you got people who are not thinking it's in the world and you think. It's a good thing that we got our ass whooped, but I'm somewhere, I'm somewhere in the middle, you know, maybe, I'm not sure. Um, but you know, first quarter we did great and we did everything perfect, right? We got to the quarterback. We, we bat the ball down. We, we drove down the field. We were making easy reads. AJ Brown on a slant, you know, 39 yards. You know, we did good. We did good. And the only thing we didn't do good on that first quarter was like run the ball. And let me tell you, there are a lot of people that are saying, why well, we run the ball more? Well, because when we run the ball, it's it's not good sometimes. And I feel like part of that is like the under Swift, I don't think is like a great early down back or like, don't get me wrong. The under Swift is, is really, really good. He is really, really good, but it's like, He's either going or he's not. He's boomer bust. He's the prime example of boomer bust. And you know, I'm not taking away from him because like if he's if he's booming, then we're we're good. But like if he's not having a great game, then who do you turn to? Right? You're not turning to Ken, to Kenneth Gainwell. Um and I wish they turned to Boston Scott more because it seems like Boston Scott makes plays every time he touches the ball. But I understand he's not going to be like an every down back. So it's like who you turn to to kind of be the lead back of that committee, even though right now I would say it's not even a committee anymore. So that was that was pretty much the first quarter. Is like with everything good, but we didn't we didn't like establish a run. Feel like we could have. Uh, then the second quarter came, uh, they scored, and they scored five straight touchdowns, um, like five straight possessions. Um, and that was the story of the game, really. Uh, I saw a lot of stats. Yeah, like James Bradbury had a great game in coverage. Same with Darius Slay. Um, but nobody was also, nobody was making plays though, you know. So you can have like great games like that, but I feel like at some point somebody's gonna make a play, you know. Like um, Darius Slay was, I believe the stat was he he was targeted three times, allowed three catches, but it was like for forty yards. So like that's good, but he wasn't making a play. And uh, I think the Eagles had one pass breakup and it was either Jalen Carter or Jordan Davis on the first drive. The 49ers had 11 pass breakups that game. That's what we needed. And I think part of it probably falls on Sean Desai. You know, we were a very like soft defense. The cornerbacks aren't on the line, you know, getting physical. Um, 
they're just kind of they kind of play back. And so this team is awful to do that against because Brandon Ayuk, Debo, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, you can't really get on, can't really bump him off the line. But these guys are awesome after the after the catch. And so if you let them catch the ball with these, guess what's going to happen? They're going to they're going to break some tackles. And we saw that with Debo. Um, you know, as an Eagles fan, I hate Debo, but I can't I can't help but give credit to where credit is due. He talked his he talked his talk and he backed it up. Um, so you know, as much as I hate to say, he got my respect. Um, hated it in the moment, but you can't you can't sit here and say that he didn't he didn't do what had to be done. Um, you know, he had three touchdowns on like four catches. So you know, it sucks, but it happened. It happened, and you know, a lot of it also falls on that like the middle of the field. the The linebackers are awful. Christian Ellis is not great in pass coverage. Nicholas Morrow. I don't even know what to talk. I don't even. I don't even know what to say about him. He's missing tackles. He he allowed like 158 yards. So like almost like 33 percent of the passing yards was on him. Um, and so like, what can you do? You can sign Shaq Leonard, and we can hope for the best. Now, if Zach Cunningham comes back and Shaq Leonard is like a very competent linebacker, guess what? We're we're okay. But Nicholas Morrow and Christian Ellis cannot be people going forward um no i feel like uh morrow is probably like he's a good like complimentary piece but he can't be out there every play he can't um so you know this offseason how he's gonna have look himself in the mirror and figure out what he wants to do at linebacker because you know we've been we've been neglecting that position for so long and you can see what good for you what good linebackers play you know, when you look at the 49ers, Fred Warner, uh, Trey Greenlaw, they're they're stopping runs. They're they're good in coverage. So, you know, we're just we're saying screw it, you know. But like there are so many holes on the defensive side that Howie's gotta address. Uh it might be like a two, three year deal unless somebody steps up uh from like one of the younger guys. Because I was listening to or who I was listening to. I think it was Ruben, Dave. Um, they were saying, like, out of the, the back seven, or it'd be six, I think. Uh, who would you who would you keep? Or back seven. We'll, we'll call it back seven because we'll count the slot, the slot cornerback. Who would you keep right now? Um, and, you know, Reed would be one of them. Kevin Byard hasn't been playing bad, but he's 31 next year. So would you keep him? Uh, Darius Slay is going to be 32 or 33. Uh, and sorry, I won't call you Darius Slay anymore. I'll call you Slay. Um, you know, he's 32, 33. So he's been playing fine this year. But I feel like, obviously, you know, with age, you fall off a little bit, and that's okay. Um, James Bradbury, he's been playing okay the past couple of weeks, but, like, will he fall off next year? Nobody's, like, nobody's like standing out being, like, a stud, you know? Um Bradley Roby is part of the problem. Uh, Nick Morrow, problem. Christian Ellis shouldn't be on the team, um, like so, like starting linebacker at least. A great special teams guy, but just not uh, starting a linebacker. So, like, what are we going to do? And that's something we'll have to worry about later on. But for now, we got the Cowboys, Seahawks, Cardinals, and then the Giants twice. That's what we got to worry about going forward. Um, but you know, this defense is uh, is 
You know, it's troublesome. Uh, unless the the pass rush gets there, we're in trouble. You know, and uh, Brock Purdy was a great quarterback to kind of go off on. You know, you make him sit in the pocket; he's going to sit there because he's going to take his sacks. But we just didn't get there. We got there twice. I think Fletcher Cox had one, and then um, can't tell you who had another one, but maybe Joshua. Oh no, it was a Hunter Reddick. Um, but we didn't get there the rest of the game. And you know, part of that is I feel like after they scored back to back and we just we couldn't score touchdowns, I feel like we got deflated quick and just kind of snowballed. And so it happens. It happens that you get that like things just start spiraling out of control and there's nothing you can do about it. It happens. It's part of it's part of life. Um but you know, you have a chance to respond and that's that's gonna be pretty much what's going to have to happen. We want to see how this Eagles team is going to respond. You wish they would have responded during the game because there was a chance. There was a chance. They had plenty of opportunities from the third quarter to to make it happen. Uh, you know, Reed Blankenship dropped uh, a, what like a should have been interception. That that could have changed the whole tie of the game. We had, we'd have the ball in plus territory, uh, but he dropped it. We didn't take advantage of it. But we were down 21-13, and then Debo takes one to the house. Can't have that. Can't have that. But that is what it is. Um, now, on the flip side, offense. I don't know. I don't know what to say about the offense, really. Um, you know, Jalen had all day to throw the ball. He had all day to throw the ball. He just didn't seem like he knew what he wanted to do. And I feel like part of it is that the Eagles' offense is very simple. It's very simple. And I've heard it all year, but you like, you know, if it's working, you know, you don't care. But as soon as it stops working, you kind of, like, look into it. And uh, somebody said it best. Um, if you've ever watched How I Met Your Mother, it was like the breaking glass theory. It's where somebody brings up something and then they tell you it. And you're like, nah, nah, that's not, that's not true. And then you get in that spot and you see it happen. And then glass breaks. And now you're like, oh, my God. Example, somebody chews gum loudly. And you're like. You're like your your friends with them, you know. I like nah, not really. And then you get near them the next time after you hear it, and you're like, oh my god, they do chew, they do chew gum so loudly. And so, I'm not saying it took me to go to the game to see it, but just watching them get shut down makes you see it. There is no motions. There's no. There's nothing. It's like they run four verts or a wide receiver screen. Maybe maybe a slant to AJ. The RPO game just isn't there, and I don't know why. Because AJ or, or excuse me, Jalen's moving fine, at least from what I can tell. So something's got to give. Like something's got to happen. Some type of creativity has to happen these next couple of weeks. And you got six, five weeks to figure it out. Um, possibly six, if you if you can hold on to that number one seed. Um, so. You have time to figure it out. You just got to figure something out. Implement something small. Like start implementing stuff and then build on it, build on it, build on it. So where you're almost just like changing the offense completely. Because like you watch the 49ers, you watch the Dolphins. The Dolphins, they're not the they're not a perfect team, but their offense is fun to watch and it's create it's creative. <laughs> and with this game, you know, you put somebody in motion, they get a they get like a, a free like 
like they're open just because like you get a free release. So like nobody's touching them. Nobody can do anything to them because they're already moving. But you know, we're sitting there set and then go. And then you're asking your, your skill players to beat other skill players, NFL caliber players, every single play. And it's fine to say that, Hey, my skill players are better than your skill players. Let's watch. Let's, let's make it happen. But, you can't expect it every single time. You got to have some type of creativity where, you know, scheme can beat talent. And, you know, we see some of it with the point packages, but like we run the point packages, what, two, three times a game. And then we just go back to the old regular old shotgun, uh, play action bullshit that we always run. And, other things we are we're always in shotgun and Jalen Hurts isn't moving the ball so like it's hard to run out of shotgun line up under center a couple times out of the game you know let Rashad Penny run the ball give him a chance and like I know what you're saying he looked cooked but like he's a bigger back he could help out he could help out I'm not saying that he'll be the you know the end-all be-all of the running problems but he could, he could fix a little bit. He could help out. Um, maybe just like to get us going on like the initial first down run, you know, that we need, we desperately need, but you know, there's, there's so many different things, you know, and uh, it starts with Nick Sirianni. Um, I, you know, I would say Brian Johnson, but I mean, Nick's watching it happen. He's just watching it happen. And, you know, I know they come up with a script and I feel like Nick has a lot of say in that. And so Brian Johnson is not calling a great game, but I feel like Nick's also not helping him out. So I think, I think Brian Johnson deserves most of the blame because at the end of the day, you are the one calling the plays, but Nick is escaping a lot of the, the blame. So uh, there's that. And then um, the last thing I'll say is this um, before I kind of get in my whole positivity talk. Um, so we saw Big Dom and Greenlaw and all that fun stuff. It didn't seem like the Eagles got fired up. It seems like the only people fired up in that stadium were the fans. And so this is where this is where I want to kind of this is where I want to head with this. Is I'm not going to talk too much about the situation, but the there's a lot of people talking on on social media. And uh, as I wake up, I'm reading about it. Uh, I'm starting to think to myself, kind of true. The Eagles don't really have, like, not even an enforcer, but, like, they don't have, like, what I feel like they have. Like, I won't say a dog, because I feel like that's overused, but, like, a dog, you know, like, like you know, somebody that gets the team fired up, because everybody, like, Jalen's calm, cool, collected, and, you know, in, in the, and, like, the huddles before the game, you know, when they they break it down, you know, you see him get a little fired up. But where's that at during the game? You know, and it kind of irritates me because you don't have that. Like CJ GJ was perfect last year. You know, he got fired up and he wouldn't back down from anything. And so, you know, I miss him in that regard for sure. Um, you know, and so what if he if he would get you like a flag like every now and then, just for like standing up for somebody, um you know, just fighting back a little bit, you know, and we don't have that. I feel like Jalen Carter got a, you know, he got a personal foul call 
and he might be that guy, but like he's, you know, he's a rookie and, you know, he might not feel like that could be him right now. And so like we look at the leaders on the team, you know, you got Jalen, you got AJ. AJ can be that guy, but I feel like sometimes, I feel like sometimes he's just, I don't know, because I feel like, I feel like AJ can be that guy and I'm, maybe I'm not seeing it. And, you know, if somehow some way this came across to him, he would say like, you don't see what we see. And like, that's fine. I don't see what you see, but like, I want to like, as a fan, I want to see you get fired up. I want to see you like push and shove. Like, you know, when I think back of like the people from like the past, you got Jason Peters, he would, he would lay, he would lay down the law if he started, if he started to, you know, fight with a quarterback or, you know, uh, Ryan Dawkins would, would light you up. You know, he would like be on the verge of tears when he's breaking down, you know, the huddles and stuff. Um, and, you know, my Malcolm Jenkins was a great leader. And I feel like he, he would fight back too. And so like, with that, with the big Dom thing, and even DeAndre Swift, DeAndre Swift got depleted, and then I forgot the name of the guy uh, that hit him was like dancing on him, pretty much. Nobody did anything. Nobody did nothing, man. And so, like, I feel like we're missing that. Like, that we have great like leaders, like people you want to look up to. Like Jalen's awesome. AJ's awesome. Devontae's awesome. Lane's awesome. Fletcher Cox is awesome. BG is awesome, but you know I know they have I know there's there's they're passionate right, but I feel like you need that over the top passionate person you know, and uh, I know there will never be another Brian Dawkins, um, but I feel like you need that I need and you need somebody to step up and be that guy, and um, you know I feel like Nick is the closest thing we got to it, but. You know, he's on the field. He's on the field. And I don't know. I don't know. I just, I may be completely wrong. And if I am, I apologize. I just, I feel like that's what we need. But, you know, this team, I will say, to their credit, they they have taken accountability for this loss. They're like, this is on us. You know, refs had nothing to do with it. Uh, we, we got We got whooped in every aspect of the game and you know we're going to get better and you know bg said that he's he's glad we got our ass whooped because it shows that you know we we've been getting by like the way we have been winning is not sustainable and he's right he's right it's not sustainable and you know i know at halftime i was like well second half guess what second half didn't show up for us at all and so you know, uh, I want to I want I want to thank the leaders of the team for you know keeping the composure and stuff. But sometimes you need you need a little a little passion, you know, a little like fire up somebody, have a little juice. Um, but uh, and Darius Slay is a captain as well. Uh, sorry, Slay is a captain. Um, but you know, and Slay is a leader. I feel like he's a. Uh, He's an interesting one. I, I respect I respect him. Uh, I know a lot of times I just I kind of kind of talk down on him, I guess, because like I feel like you know he's big play slay, and you know I want to see big play slay, but you know I know there's a lot of things that I'll never know what goes on 
there, and uh, so I don't give him too much crap anymore because uh, he's been solid. Uh, but here's my take on you know where we're at and how I view basically the future and like going forward. <laughs> the so the offense is too talented, right? We all can agree that even if you if you aren't an Eagles fan, you look at this team. And you can you can say that this is one of the more talented offenses in the league, and we have time to figure it out. But time's running out, and I think that with the pressure on, and we know that we don't have that two game lead anymore for the one seed. We have a one game lead with the Cowboys coming right up. We have to play our best ball, and I think that this team has it in them to do that. So offensively, I'm not worried. I think that we'll be okay. I I trust Jalen as a leader, uh, you know, to to figure it out his, himself because he also didn't have a great game. You know, he's taking eight yard sacks, nine yard sacks. You know, I trust him. I trust him to figure it out. I trust everybody on this team to figure it out. Um. Uh, Brian Johnson, I'm sure we'll figure it out. Nick's not going to want to lose, and this team typically doesn't lose back to back games. Uh, under Nick, I don't think we have lost back-to-back games since probably the flower speech. Uh, defensively, we signed Shaq Leonard. Can Shaq Leonard do something? I sure hope so, because anything's better than what we had out on the field this past Sunday. Um, and then when we get Zach Cunningham back, I feel like that'll help out a lot more than what we think. Uh, probably took him for granted when it, whenever he was healthy. But, you know, I just... I have faith. I have faith. And it's probably blind faith. It probably is. But I have faith that the Eagles can figure it out as a team. Uh, at the end of the day, we're still in the one seat. We have the best record in the NFL. Sometimes you get your ass whooped, and that's what that's your wake-up call. And if the Eagles bounce back this Sunday, guess what? It worked. It worked, and that's what we needed. If they don't bounce back, then we're going to figure out a lot about this team. So, you know, Going forward, I think we'll be fine. I think we'll be fine. I think we went out, to be honest with you. And I know in the past recording of this specific podcast, I said to Josh and Bryce to remind me that, uh, you know, whenever we come to game picks, I picked the Eagles lose against the Cowboys. And what's funny was, I think I had us losing the Dolphins. And the the preseason picks, but since the Eagles lost to the Jets, I changed my pick, and that's what's going to happen this week too. Um, and I know we'll have a preview show, but if the Eagles don't lose here, I have us losing the Cowboys. We were, we were going to lose one or the other. We weren't going to run the table, um, but you know, I I think we'll figure it out. I think we're still. I don't think we're the best team right now. And I know that we posted the podcast and we said the Eagles best team in the NFL. But maybe we're not the best team in the NFL right now. We can be. We should be. But we're not. And I think that by the time the season ends, uh, we still will be the best team in the NFL. Um, so uh, with that being said, stay positive. It's not the end of the world. It's one game. Uh, granted, every, and here's the other thing. Every NFC like top team has been blown out once this year. 
It happens. It's ha- it just hasn't happened to us in a long time. Um, so that being said, I thank you all for listening. Uh, sorry that I wasn't able to post on Spotify and all the streaming services. I just, I just, I didn't hit upload, and that's on me on the last episode. Um, so, thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to, you can. Uh, follow us on all socials at the link lineup. Follow me at Cardiac Chase. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, leave a leave a review, leave a comment, um, and on YouTube. You know, we're picking it up a little bit. So thank you guys for watching. Like, comment, subscribe, share. Um, And, um, yeah, we'll see you next time. And, you know, as always, it's still always going to be Go Birds.